Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, and today I am joined by one of my students that I am really excited to have on the show and to interview and really to to listen to some of the things that she is doing to have success so we can teach all of our listeners and viewers how to also have success in this business. So I want to welcome Jill Sayer to the show. Jill, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Dave. I'm excited to be here. Hey, thank you for coming on. I am excited to have you. And I have to say, I love working with all of my students, but it makes it makes it more fun whenever I work with somebody that you know takes action. And Jill, you are an action taker. So I got to take my hat off to you. Because, you know, the things that we talk about on our coaching calls, you go out and you do. So it makes it more, it makes it fun to work with you, but it also makes it, um, you know, one of these things where I really enjoy talking to, you know, students like you, that they just take massive action and you have taken some massive action and we've been working together for about four months and you've already had several successes. So before we jump into those, Jill, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're located, and uh, you know any real estate experience that you may have had, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So um, I am in the central Ohio area. So I live in Marion, Ohio. It's about an hour north of Columbus, um, but I do a lot of work down in Columbus. And so Columbus, the greater Columbus area is what I'm focusing on. Um, I just, like Dave said, I I started dabbling and trying to self-educate in investing in wholesaling in May. And I was just suffering from shiny object and chasing squirrels and, you know, analysis paralysis. And so I just decided that I needed some help. And so that's when I found David Dodge and his, uh, his infinite wisdom. And I just, uh, he's really, really helped me or Dave, you really helped me kind of clear away the path and clear away the noise and help me focus on what's really important and what really matters. Um, and so before I started doing this, so for the last 21 years, I've worked for new home builders, some in Florida, some in Ohio, um, some as a construction manager, sometimes as a sales consultant, sometimes as a general sales manager. Um, but when I got into I was most recently a general sales manager. And when I got into wholesaling, I was having so much fun and saw such great opportunity that I decided to take the huge risk. And in September, I left my W2 nine to five Monday through Friday job and decided to jump in with both feet and do this full time. And I don't regret it for a second. And uh, this is actually something that my sister and I do together. So I'm from Northern California. And my sister still lives there. And so we have actually um, decided to kind of break this business up between we focus on our strengths. So she's like the administrative person, the bookkeeping person, the money person. And since we're concentrating all of our efforts here in central Ohio, 
where I am, I'm the boots on the ground. I am the networker. I go to the RIA meetings. Um, you know, I go look at all the properties, do the inspections, things like that. And so really it's been, um, it's just been a lot of fun. And I think that just like anything else, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to be successful, but because we're enjoying this so much, it's just really given us, um, you know, a way to, you know, we're looking to build generational wealth. And uh, initially it was something that we were going to do kind of part-time, but there's so much opportunity in it that we're just really, um, we just keep learning all the time through your week- weekly coaching calls and assignments and sometimes learning by mistakes. And, and, uh, and so that's where we are today. I love it. I have a partner. I've had a partner in this business for about seven years at this point, maybe even eight years. Well, shoot, if you go back to my rental buy-in days, I've had a partner for over 15 years. So having a partner, I think, is a great way to get started. But really, it's just a great way to do business because, you know, one of the things my partner and I often say to each other is divide and conquer. You know, if you're trying to do all of the things yourself, it can be very daunting. So like you said, you guys have kind of split up the tasks and, you know, you're investing in in a market that you live in. So you're the boots on the ground and you're doing the networking and she's not local. So she's doing some of the administrative work Mm -hmm. and some of the accounting and some of this other stuff. So love that about the two of you, Jill, that is great. And I encourage anybody and everybody to, you know, find other people that they can partner with because it's just going to allow you to do more deals and have more success. Love that. Jill, one thing you had mentioned a minute ago was, you know, um, you know, trying to have a path that's clear, right? And have clarity. That's the word I'm looking for, have clarity. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest reasons that individuals end up working with a coach or hiring a coach or joining a group even, right? is because they don't have the clarity. And that's one of the things that I really like to focus on with you and and anybody and everybody else that's, you know, working with me is is there's a million things that we can be doing, right? But at the end of the day, we really need to focus on a couple things and we need to get really good at those things. And we need to have consistency with those activities to where we're going to be able to find success. And Jill, you, again, like I said earlier, you take massive action. So I just, I love working with you and I really want to commend you for that. So you mentioned though, that you had quit your job recently. Whoa. Wow. Tell us about that. So one of the things that I noticed was that if I were to get my real estate license, then it would give me another exit strategy with, you know, we're spending all this time and, you know, some money getting these distressed properties and, and all these leads. And I was finding that if I would go talk to someone and they didn't want to accept the, what the offer that I was making them. And then it was kind of, you know, yes, I would keep following up because some of the deals that we have acquired are, you know, the result of extensive follow-up. However, some people are never going to get there. Right. And so I just didn't want to leave, leave that deal on the table. And by getting my license, now I'm able to offer them one additional exit strategy. And I can say, you know, I get it. If this number doesn't work for you, I'd love to list your house for you. You know, it does then mean repairs and showings and the traditional route, um, maybe mm-hmm. request the remedies, maybe takes a little bit longer. Maybe they have to exchange um, a little bit of time and convenience for the price they're looking for. But I was just looking to add additional um, options for the people that I'm already working with. So I love it. And, you know, one of the things that you can use that license for as well is, you know, let's say you buy a property off of somebody and then they need to go move somewhere, buy something else. You can then be the buyer's agent. So 
having that in your back pocket, I think is such a great thing. It's like, you know, it's like having a Swiss army knife. You have more things that you can offer to a, a property owner, ideally a motivated seller um, to help them. And at the end of the day, that's really one of the things that I love to preach is, is that, you know, we're really in the people business where, you know, we're kind of in the hugs and kisses business and the properties at the end of the day, that's the product that's being bought and sold. But what are we really doing? We're helping people, right? And we're offering convenience to them. And I think that that's amazing. So Jill, you started working with me about four months ago. And what have you done in the last four months? I want the audience to hear, you know, how, you know, anybody and everybody can jump into this. You just got to be motivated, right? And Jill, you're again, very motivated, which is great. And I do have to say that it took me a couple of months also to get my husband and my sister on board mm-hmm. because I saw the vision right away, but it wasn't until it took me a little bit longer for to cast the vision to them. So it wasn't until um, I started working with you that they, I think that they were able to see a little bit more clearly. So that was another big, um, that was another big help. But so here's what we've done over the last couple of months. And to your point a second ago, David, I think part of, what helped them see the vision was initially, I think that they didn't really understand that we're in the helping people business. Mm-hmm. So one of the very first people that called me as a result of my, um, one of the direct mails that I sent was this woman who lived here locally and she lost her husband four years ago, unfortunately. And it's a two story house. And the only bathroom is on the second floor. And she, unfortunately due to her health and her age, she cannot do stairs anymore. So when I explained to my sister and my husband, look, if we can make this work for this woman, we're helping her out of a terrible situation. This is not predatory. We are truly, if we don't help her, what is she going to do? She needs a bathroom. So, so that was actually one of the first people um, that I talked to. So over the course of the last four months, we have, um, I think I have five people um, that we actually put into contract. The first two, we ended up closing on ourselves and that wasn't part of the original plan, um, but we, <laughs> we that's good though. Were, two rental properties. Yeah. So they were such great deals. Um, I found those, both of those from, uh, for sale by owner listings on Zillow and those just made sense. They were very local. Um, my husband and I do a lot of the renovations ourselves. Um, so initially the plan was just to buy one. And then when I bought, we bought the one and we closed on the one. When I put it up for rent, just kind of what speaks to the need for affordable housing in our area, I got 3,000 hits on that house and 100 direct messages. And so I said to, you know, Bill and Heather, I said, you guys, there is so little affordable housing in this area. I know that we really weren't in the market to do another one, but I think that we really need to do another one. So the first one we've renovated and we have a renter in. The second one we closed um, a couple of weeks ago and we're in the midst of renovations and then we'll be renting that out soon. The next one um, we got under contract and through, you know, what I've learned through your course, we exercised that option. And when we, we had it under contract direct to seller and I was, before I started marketing the deal, I went over to walk the property and there were just a couple of things that I didn't feel really good about. Um, I know a squishy floor isn't really a technical term, but it felt a little bit. Um, we all know what a squishy floor is. Yeah, it just didn't Not feel real solid. Like right. Yeah, and so, but because of the paperwork that I've acquired through you, I was able to exit that cleanly and professionally. As a matter of fact, that buyer and I continued to work together on other properties. 
So, you know, that was wonderful. And mm-hmm. then I have two other properties in contract right now that I am trying, that I'm marketing through like um, Facebook groups and, and local realtor investment organizations. And I just got off the phone right before this podcast with someone that's interested in purchasing it direct to, or subject to. Um, nice. And then I have another one is two nights ago, I was talking to someone who called me from Israel and he wants to buy one of them. So it's just really kind of fascinating the things that I would have never thought were possible before. And now I was like, holy cow, we're really doing this. And you're doing awesome at it. Acquiring rentals, getting properties under contract to wholesale. And it's only a matter of time before you're going to be fixing and flipping them just because it's fun as well. Jill, one of the things that you had mentioned was that you had got a property under contract and it didn't work out, but you were able to exit it and you did it professionally. And I just want to touch on that just for a minute because, you know, this is one of the biggest fears. We talked earlier about clarity, right? That's one of the reasons that people don't have success. They don't have clarity, right? Well, another fear that people may have is, you know, just the fear of disappointing another individual or actually sending an offer or making an offer. Like it seems kind of crazy, you know, once we do this over and over again, but in the beginning that, you know, making these offers can be scary. And there can be a lot of fear associated with it. But the whole purpose of sending an offer to somebody is to try to make a deal. And that's one of the things that, you know, you did really good at is that you didn't let that analysis paralysis stop you. You know, you got out there, you made the offer and you made a friend in the process and you let them know, hey, you know, just because I'm telling you that, you know, we're hoping to pay this price doesn't necessarily mean that this is a final deal. Like we need to put some inspection time in here so we can go out and we can verify that, you know, what we think the property is worth it is and that the condition is what it is and so on and so forth. And then you said that you went out and you saw some squishy floors and there were some foundation issues that you didn't like and you were able to exit the deal and you were able to do it professionally. And that's one of the things that I think, again, I think it prevents so many people from getting into this business is they're scared to make an offer. So can you just touch on that for a minute? Like, what was it that prevented you from having the fear of making the offer and getting into this? And obviously you're into four other deals, two you've bought and two that you're working currently. Um, one of the reasons I was not afraid is because I, I'm a, I'm a reader, I'm a researcher. And so, you know, through the beginning of this, you know, your course and your tools, you know, one of the things that I appreciate so much about you, David, is that you are available to us. And whenever we get into a sticky situation that we haven't traveled down that path before, you know, I know that you've traveled down every single path, you know, why reinvent the wheel? That's part (laughs) of why. Yeah. That's part of why I wanted to do the coach thing, because I was like, you know, he's already cleared a lot of these paths for us. And so rather than reinventing the wheel and stumbling myself, let me shorten my runway and ask someone who's already done this. And so when I would get into a situation, you know, I had no intention of trying to exit that um, contract. And so I really thought we were going to move forward. But when I went over there and I said, um, you know, gosh, I don't really feel you know very good about this. And then I reached out to you and I was like, now what? And it was through your sharing, you know, with me, here's what you do in that situation. It's and okay. No harm. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. No harm, no foul, because had it worked out great. But the option contract that I initially sent to him, you know, gave me an exit strategy. It gave me the option that, you know, here's what we plan to do. However, 
in the event that one of these stars don't align, that we have an exit strategy. And so that's why I think I wasn't scared to move forward because I knew I had a way out if it didn't feel good. Love it. And that's the thing, guys, whenever we send a contract to somebody, you know, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, there's been a couple where I've, you know, I've just said, okay, that price works. Let's go. Right. But 99 times out of a hundred, we want to inspect and we're using that because we need time for discovery. And whenever we go and we're using this time for discovery and we discover something that may not work or it changes the numbers, that's okay. We have it built into the agreements that we're using, but we're always acting with integrity. And that's one of the things I really like about Jill as well is that she's acting with a lot of integrity. She knows that we're in this business to help people. You know, let's be honest. Some of the people that we are working with and that we are helping, they've had really bad things happen to them. These aren't things that anybody would wish on other people, but they happen. But we can be there to help these individuals, you know, like for instance, death, divorce, disease, pre-foreclosure, you know, again, these items aren't items or things that we would wish upon anybody, but guess what? They happen and they happen to a lot of people all the time and we can be there to help those individuals. So I absolutely love that. Well, Jill, let's do this before we wrap up. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are brand new. So if you were listening to this podcast, let's say four or five or maybe even six months ago, and you heard yourself, what would you tell yourself now from four or five, six months ago to do differently or to start doing or to stop doing? (laughs) So I think that um, when I started having success, and I wish I would have done this earlier, is Rather than chasing all of the rabbits, mm. you know, all the different marketing channels, mm. I would have just picked two and focused on two and just went all in on those two. And some people prefer cold calling. Some people prefer texting. Some people prefer direct mails. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we learn. Um, but I wish that, right. Yeah. I wish that instead of trying to do all of them and because I was just throwing everything on the wall and seeing what was going to stick. I just wish now that I would have just honed in on a couple of those earlier and just put all of my, you know, eggs in those baskets and just ran with it rather than wasting time on some other things that didn't work. Clarity. Yeah. Clarity that we keep circling back to that. I love it. No, but that's the thing. So like, you know, if you're listening you know, and you are at this on your own and maybe you don't have the resources to hire a coach. Like just listen to Jill here. Don't try to go do 10 things, right? Find one or two things and become consistent with those things. And you will have success. If you spread yourself too thin, it's going to be very difficult and you're going to create analysis paralysis. You're going to get frustrated. I'm sure you've heard the saying, uh, try to catch two rabbits right? I mean, it's going to be almost impossible, but if you focus on one, eventually you're going to catch the damn rabbit, you know? That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite things too. And um, my second piece of advice would be, I think I tried to go too big at first and I tried to commit to three hours a day, five days a week. And so looking back, I wish I would have done an hour and a half day or an hour and a half day or one, one or one and a half hours a day and stuck with it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, because I would do three hours a day for a couple of weeks and then I would just get burned out and I take a week off. And so looking back, I think that, you know, you just touched on consistency is key. And so be a little bit more realistic and whatever you commit to just be consistent with it. I love that advice. That is great advice. And again, you don't need to put in three hours a day. I, I know people that are having success in this business, putting in, you know, five to 10 hours a week. 
right? But one piece of advice I would give anybody listening is don't go try to put in five or 10 hours in one day, one day a week. Instead, spend that five or 10 hours over six or seven days. And the reason is, is because if you miss a day or two, like let's say you're just doing, you know, 45 minutes to an hour a day and you miss a day or two, hey, not the end of the world. But if you're doing five hours on Saturday and five hours on Saturday only, and you're sick this Saturday and you got a wedding next Saturday and a, a friend's birthday party the next Saturday, three weeks went by where you didn't do anything, right? So consistency is the name of the game. Jill, you had some really, really great points here. Clarity is, you know, something that everybody needs. I, I need clarity often in, in my life and in my business. And I that's why I work with coaches, right? So we can just focus on the things that matter. Uh, preventing analysis paralysis is a big thing. You know, reducing the fear um, of making offers by knowing that we're using contracts and paperwork that gives us the ability to try to help people. That's the goal. But in the event that the numbers don't work out for whatever reason, we're going to be okay, right? That's another great thing. Um, and then I think the last thing we had mentioned there was, uh, what was it? It was consistency. Consistency. And consistency is so important. It's important with our marketing. It's important with our offer making. And it's probably the most important with our follow-up. And mm. you have done a great job of all three of those things. And I think that that's why you're sitting here today with you know five properties already under contract, two of them purchased, two of them you're still working. And you're having tons of success because of the fact that you're having the consistency with those three things. I love it. You know what, before we um, leave that topic, I want to add one more thing to the people. If I, for people that are just starting out right now is Mm -hmm. some of the people that I started making offers to in August, they didn't say yes to me until I don't think I closed on that first property until October. So I followed up with this one person. I want to say once a week or once every 10 days for two months. So just because you get a no, keep calling, keep texting, keep, keep mailing. You, yep. Keep texting, keep mailing. I'm going to repeat exactly what she said, because here's the thing. I got people that I've been following up with for five or six years, not just two months. And they're finally starting to come around to our offer. So, you know, it goes both ways. Follow-up doesn't necessarily have to have an end frame on it. And the more leads that you add to your system is more opportunity for you to get out in the field and make friends, more opportunity to run appointments, more opportunity to make offers. That's that's really where we're going with that, right? Yeah. And then those offers give you the opportunity to do deals and to buy rentals and to get properties under contract at great prices. So you can wholesale them or maybe down the road, like I said, you want to buy them and make them look pretty and sell them for a profit via fix and flip. You have all these different options and all these different exits that come into play. But at the, but really what it all starts with is finding a property from a seller that's motivated that we can get at a discount. And that's the reason that our brand and our podcast is called Discount Property Investor. The first 10 years of my life, I was paying retail for properties. And no, those properties really weren't worth anything if I was to turn around and sell them. It, it literally took 10 years of renting them out and the market appreciating little by little and me paying them down little by little for me to be able to have a spread in there to be able to sell those at a profit. But I learned after 10 years of doing it the wrong way, and this is what I really instill into all of my students, Jill being one of them, 
is, is that, you know, if we're not getting a discount on a property, it's going to be very difficult to have any exit that's going to be profitable. I mean, we truly make our money when we buy and we get paid when we sell. And Joe, you have been doing really, really good about reaching out to sellers and offering them convenience with whatever problem or issue they may be facing in exchange for a discount. So again, if you were listening to this podcast and you were brand new, you know, what would you tell the newbie person about what I just said? What would be another way to word that or to break that down for people? I would just say, um, stop, stop, don't overthink it. You tell us all the time, don't overthink it. I would say, don't overthink it. Just start doing it. Start taking action. Even if you don't want to, you know, go crazy and spend a lot of money at first, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You just have to believe you can do it. And you have to, you know, this is, it's a great, it's a great opportunity. Um, I wish I would have found it earlier and you just have to take action. Stop thinking and start taking action. I love it. Jill, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being such a great student that takes action. And I am so excited to keep working with you to see future successes. You already have two rentals down. You're currently working on two additional deals and you've only been at this full time for just a few months. So you're really doing great. And anybody and everybody that's listening or watching, you know, you're capable of doing this too. Stop overthinking it. Just focus on a couple things when it comes into marketing, one or two, no more, and be consistent with those things. And you will also find results like Jill here. So that's amazing. Jill, thank you so much for coming on. Any last words for the audience? No, I would just say if anybody was interested in uh, in reaching out to me, if you're in central Ohio, I'm more than happy to uh, to you know connect. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Well, how could somebody reach you if they are in central Ohio or maybe they have a deal in central Ohio that they may want a joint venture with you on or sell to you? Sure, absolutely. I would love to do that. So the best email to reach me is jillasayer at gmail and Sayer is S-A-Y-R-E. So again, that's jillasayer at gmail.com. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes down below. So anybody that's listening or watching, you will be able to easily connect with Jill. And guys and girls, if you are looking for a coach, I love helping people. I love working with people and I love helping them get their first deal. I love to teach them and show them how this business is incredibly simple and how easy it is to either get going or even more so to scale your business from doing one or two deals a month to one or two deals a week. And if you want more information, head on over to discountpropertyinvestor.com, fill out an application, book a call, and either myself or one of my team members will reach out to you. We love helping people that are brand new and green in this business. And one more time, I got to say it before we wrap up, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Don't forget that. That's the number one rule when it comes to real estate investing. Jill, thanks again for coming on. And I think we'll be talking later tonight on our coaching call. And for everybody thanks. else, thanks for listening. Head on over to discountpropertyinvestor.com, fill out an application, and I can't wait to work with you. And with that, we're going to be signing off. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. 
We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.